All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Southeastern 14, another edition of Bets and Ball Games with Edwards and Greason. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year, Jay. What's happening, man? Oh, it's great. Uh, I'm... Do you do uh, New Year Black, rep? Black Eyed Peas or New Year's Rest? You do, do you do the, hey, I'm going to lose weight. Hey, I'm going to... I'm 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 gonna quit doing crack or I mean I, I don't know I mean what wait do you do New Year's resolutions? Yeah, I say pick more damn winners. Yo, you know what? That's a good resolution. Yeah, that's my resolution every year. Pick more <laughs> damn winners. Okay, uh, before we get going, let's remind you about our great friends at Bet on line which is your top spot for all your live betting action and contests nfl college football ufc and nhl are in full swing bet online is your number one source for wagering news odds trends and predictions all the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time head to bet online today and remember to use our promo code all caps B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's all caps, B-L-E-A-V. And that promo code will give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Where we will start before talking Washington, Michigan, is just recapping a little bit of uh, what we had uh, last week and... uh, as we were speaking in the green room, uh, we both had good college football bowl records, but uh, a little poor money management on both of our parts had us coming out on the L side of things. Uh, I'm going to blame that mostly on Bama, but I did get, I had been on such a hot streak. I got a little too aggressive with LSU. Um, Yeah. So, well, hey, hey, and I and I'm with you. I uh I my biggest bet of the bowl season was Auburn and they completely crapped their pants. Uh but you also look up though and have we ever seen a betting trend that has been the LSU over and the Iowa under, right? Not this not- year. I mean, I mean, you and I, I can remember multiple years ago, you and I, you and I have known each other for a long time now, but we were on the Syracuse train. Dungy we and covered Dino every and Dungy. single week for us, but LSU over was like 12 and one. And Iowa under was like 13 and two. Yeah. I mean, or something along those lines. 12 and it two. Was 12 and miraculous. two. Miraculous. Yeah. Iowa played 14 games, 12 and two. And LSU had one less game. So they were 12 and one to the over, which, and I think the best, well, non hoops football, I think the best run for me was that 2020 Alabama team when they were. Or how many games did they play? Just the 10 SEC, SEC championship, um, and two playoffs. So, 13. They went 11-2 and two ATS in the first half. 
in the first half. I was doing their first half that whole year. Um, yeah, this that LSU overs were, man. I mean, Wisconsin, everybody's like, uh, where's that Wisconsin offense been all year? Uh, not playing LSU's defense? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, I uh... – your your opening sentiments were a hundred percent a hundred percent spot on. Happy New Year, everyone! Uh, but but let's, let's talk find about as many winners as we can. And you know what? You and I, hey, it's on us right here. Yeah, we've got to scratch a lottery ticket, and we've got to figure out what is the the next LSU team over. In college basketball. Yes. Yes. We've got to figure this out. Because I thought, and I believe, it is Auburn at home. And we lost by one the other night. And I wasn't watching the end. Oh, What happened at the end? I I didn't even go look at the play-by-play because I didn't want to get sick. (laughs) Oh, was it bad? Oh. Oh. No. Because I know they were up. No, it was... It wasn't that uh, bad. A, I mean, they were a 20 point lead with a 21 point spread, and nobody, nobody, nobody does anything for the last 90 seconds. I, I take that back. I did go look at the play by play, and um, I'm sorry, who were they playing? Penn. Penn hit six of their last 10 shots. I yes. did go back and look at it. I did go back and look at it. And Auburn made some shots, too. But, yeah, not, there was no scoring there in the last minute or so. Okay, um, just real quick on the Alabama-Michigan game. I, I think the way uh, Michigan's defense came out uh, the first couple of possessions, um, even even after Alabama or, – or when Michigan answered after Alabama took the 7-0 lead, from then on, I never felt like Alabama was the right side. And um, – I regret not hedging back more when because I hedged a little bit when Alabama took the four point lead, 17 13. And then when they went up, when, and by the way, Riker, the, the kicker who's their like all time, I think it's SEC's all time leading scorer. How money were those kicks? 50 and 52. I remember a Bama uh, friend of mine like a month ago saying, because he missed one against LSU, I think it was, and he's saying he's been slumping. And I go, you can count on him late in the yep. year though yeah i was like you, you come on now you know you can count on this guy in the big games and boy he drilled that 50 and 52 yarder but i never really felt like alabama was the right side i just had a bad feeling the rest of the way after they answered and then i think alabama had it and the god the low snaps my god i think big big picture Is this the end for Saban? I was hoping he was going to retire yesterday because that was the 22-year anniversary of Spurrier's resignation. I mean, I mean, if, if this guy walks into the sunset and, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, he's the best to ever do it, ever. Better than Spurrier, better than, than, than Bear, better than anybody else. He is the best all time. I agree. But he looked a old on the sideline. Like he was like 
doing the old guy, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? On the sideline. And B, how much more can he really want to accomplish? Okay. I saw him on Mac. He does a weekly interview on McAfee's show yesterday. And they were kind of like trying to see, you know, you're coming back. I mean, he seemed 100% that he was coming back. Now, of course, he could change his mind in a week or two. Um, And then another side note, because I'm not disputing uh, Saban's goatness, but every every time everybody says it, I I do just have to point out one little thing just just for the peanut gallery. Spurrier is 3-1 straight up, 4-0 against the spread against him, and a combined score 140 to 54, but we we move on. Um, Homer! You liked that, didn't you? Yeah. Um, Homer! <laughs> I'm an Auburn fan, and I'm saying I'm saying Saban's the best. And now here it goes to just start tossing out Spurrier quotes. I didn't dispute the goatness of Saban. Goat. Go. I'm agreeing. I agree. Period end of conversation. I Move agree. on. I... Let's talk about hoops. Or, hey, let's talk about – I love Washington. So do I. Well, I, I like them. I will love them if I see video footage of Dylan Johnson moving around pretty good because they're saying he's going to play. But, I mean – he did just get carted off, what, seven days before. And part of my saying that um, is this, as I've got – oh, is this the wrong damn notebook? Uh, anyway, their backups have very little usage. Where in the hell is my other notebook? All right, all right. See, here's the thing, though, with that. Mm-hmm. If your money running back in a winner – Take all game is not on the field. And you've got Michael Penix Jr. as your quarterback. So you're going to now run less and throw more. Not necessarily a bad thing. His hands. Not necessarily a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. I hear you. However, I do want to point this out. Look, I like Washington. I'm not trying to talk anybody off of Washington, but. Their second leading rusher behind Johnson for Washington, Tybo Rogers, 38 carries, 163 yards. Next, Will Nixon, 31 carries, 194 yards. That is very low usage for RB2 and RB3. And another thing, Dylan Johnson, and by the way, here's his stats, 1,113 rushing yards, 14 touchdowns, 5.5 yards per carry. And you know he can catch it out of the backfield. He played for Leach for several years. and um, But he's one of the best per pro football focus. He's one of the best – uh, pass blocking running backs, and with the way Michigan got after and dominated Alabama's O line, but now Washington's got a great O line. O line, great. Yeah, yeah. So look, I still like Washington. I, I just, I'll like them more. I'll be more confident if I see Dylan Johnson. Uh, maybe, hopefully, tomorrow or Sunday at some practice video footage of him moving around pretty good. I like them. I love them if Dylan Johnson plays and he's ninety. Hey, Brian, let me ask you this. Yeah. How much do you think the line's now like four, four and a half? I'll get there. Go ahead. Keep talking. Uh, What, 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 at what number does that change your opinion? I mean, 
because the, the the magic number is always three. But okay, bet online is at four and a half with a total of fifty six and a half, and pretty much everybody's four and a half except for um, a couple of our uh, books in Las Vegas that we like. Um, but what, what do you think about the over under? I mean, you said it's fifty six and a half. What do you think about that total? Uh, I. I would not play over unless I could get 56 or I guess I could buy the half point, but I, I just like Washington better. So I don't know what I do have a prop. I like, uh, I like Penix over, uh, 297 and a half passing yards. He's had three Oh two or more in 10 of 14 games. And a couple of games when he didn't have it were in November where he had a rib injury and I don't, you know, uh, they weren't throwing it quite as much, and I, I think he was bothered by that rib injury. I think he's 100% healthy right now. So um, I do like the – now, I'll be on Washington for more, um, and I'll probably have a little money line. Let's see what bet online's uh, uh, money line uh, return is while while you talk more about it, if you wish. Well, I, I, I'm 100% on Washington, uh, especially right. getting the four-and-a-half – over the magic number that is the three in 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 all conversations, but uh, I love every Penix prop. I love. I I actually think over is a great play here because while I trust Washington's offensive line, I think Michigan's going to run the ball down their throat. So. This game could be 28-28 going into the fourth quarter. quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Um, so would you will you dabble plus 170 money line for a touch? Oh, on Washington? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely. All right, well we're on the same uh page which is bad news if you think about the Alabama Michigan game, but let's remind everyone that we were also both on Washington uh, last week yes. as well. Yes, uh, over Texas, both not only with the spread, money line but on the well. money line. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, we were. Okay, let's go SEC basketball. And then here a little later, if if you I don't have many NFL play, plays and man, week eighteen in the NFL is just like the bowl season. It's just like you got to find and, out who's going. And you know what though? I mean, and I and I meant to write this today in my daily column at the Times Free Press. Uh, that is the five at ten. Everybody bemoans the bowl game opt outs. Week 18 of the NFL season, sweet buckets. We everybody's opted out. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's exact. Well, I feel like we're handy, just a continuation of the handicapping of the non CFP uh, bowl games. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Let, hey, let's talk SEC hoops. Yep, let's do it. Um, although I do, I want to add one last thing. Uh, DeBoer at Washington has been an underdog five times, one outright all five times, going back to his last year at Fresno as a head coach. DeBoer, 7-0 against the, uh, 7-0 against the spread with six outright wins, his last seven as dog. All right, SEC hoops. We'll start it with Bama uh, at Vandy tomorrow. So we don't have lines yet, but we can go by the Ken Palm 
projections. And normally I'll have my own line, but I need to watch a little more to feel good about the lines I create. Like I, there's still some team, like I haven't seen much of Ole Miss, haven't seen hardly any of LSU or Missouri, uh, et cetera. So I just, I need to watch a little more. And, you know, now that football's in and this is what I, really dial in on watching. So let's go Bama at Vandy. Ken Palm has it Bama minus 17, a total of 161. Uh, when they played last year, uh, Bama won 101 to 44. But then after that, Vandy got hot and was a spread covering machine the rest of the uh, season. And Vandy just played very tough at Memphis uh, two games ago. And then they uh, they covered and blew out uh, somebody, I want to say Dartmouth, uh, last time out. So maybe, you know, because they had a lot of guys missing time. And I'm not implying they're going to pull an upset here. But I think 17 is, is too many. I'm not saying I'm going to bet Vandy, but I would be careful laying – look, this is what I've been doing with Bama all year, and it's been very successful. It hasn't won every time. It lost against Ohio State. Um, but I play Bama's first half team totals over and their, uh, team total for the game over. And it has been hitting at a very, very strong clip. So I'll be doing that tomorrow, presuming, you know, well, it's got, um, the 161. So that's got their projection. Let's see. And I'm about to give you the floor, my man. Um, Let's see. Uh, one moment. I'm here, right here. Okay. So it's got Alabama's team total projected at 89. If it's 89 or less, I will be on that over. And if it's like 48 or less in the first half, I'll be on that over. So that's what I like for Bama Vandy, 17 and 161. Thoughts? I mean, Wow. You just unloaded a whole lot of stats and and intelligence on everybody. Uh, hey, Scott, this is the new this is the new LSU over Bama team totals over. Hey, Bandy at home getting seventeen. That's a lot. I'll take Vandy. I mean, I know I I know Alabama's good, but they're not that good. Stackhouse. Vandy at home? That's, that's a, a big tough place to play. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I, I, I imagine it's not a sellout right now with the way they've been playing. No, no. They're not going to sell out squat. I mean, they, 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 I mean, there are, there are hookers walk, walking up and down like I 65, and they're not going to sell out. I mean, nobody, nobody's selling out Vandy right now. So, God bless. But 17 at home in a conference game? After Vandy just played two of its best games. Now, their big guy, the Notre Dame transfer, Vin Allen Lubin, is listed as questionable with a groin injury. But I think he was questionable with a groin injury before the Memphis game, and he played and played well. He's averaging 10.9 points, 5.4 rebounds, 1.0 blocks per game. So, if Lan Lubin plays, I agree with Vandy, but most of my uh, – whatever uh, – bankroll for this game, if you will, is going to be on Bama's team totals over. And, and until those... Hey, hey, Bama's going to score. I mean, oh, yeah. Nate Oates, Nate Oates pushes. He... And, and, and I appreciate that. 
I really, I, I, I love his style of basketball. I truly do. Yeah, they're no, number three in pace and number one in offensive efficiency per Ken Palm. Okay, uh, noon Eastern tomorrow, we got Mississippi State at South Carolina. South Carolina's undefeated at home, five and three against the spread. South Carolina's 12 and one overall, 10 and three against the spread. Now, they haven't played the toughest schedule. They're only 61 at Ken Palm. The projection is Mississippi State minus one with a total of 139 and Mississippi State's all SEC stud center Tolu Smith who had been out all year so far made his debut on New Year's Eve against Bethune Cookman he only played 19 minutes but he had 16 points nine boards one block five for five from the field six of seven from the free throw line now I don't know where his cardio is I don't know if he's gonna you know, I imagine he'll get more minutes, maybe up to 25. But I see, I haven't. South Carolina's obviously pretty good. I haven't really seen them, so I don't have much feel uh, for this game here at all. Well, uh, the 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 X factor is the Mississippi State big man that you mentioned. But I love South Carolina. Their only losses uh, against Clemson in a rock fight of a basketball game. And I love their coach, Lamont Parrish, who used to be here at Chattanooga. Right. So um, if I'm, if, if I'm going to air here, I'm putting money on the home team, getting a point and maybe even do it on the money line. Cause I think South Carolina is about to be excited about basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they were playing better at the end of the season last year as well. And remember that again at Alabama, the scare that game. Um, and, I, and I like that point guard who transferred uh, from Ohio State. All right. Let's go to Theodome, Kentucky at Florida, where I'm looked up some very depressing stats on the head-to-head rivalry. This is 12.30 p.m. Eastern. I'm guessing CBS, but I, I could be wrong on that. Okay, head to, <clears throat> sorry, um, head-to-head, uh, Kentucky has – oh, gosh, where did I put it? Um, maybe I decided not to write it down because it, it pissed me off so bad. <laughs> Oh, wait. Ah, I can't find it. Okay. Kentucky's beaten Florida a lot lately. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Uh, at least, uh, five in a row uh, at the O-Dome. And um, anyway, Kentucky is minus one at Ken Palm with a total of 171, which I believe is the highest total I ever remember the Florida Gators ever having. Now, uh, the over is 9-3-1 overall for Florida. It's on a 3-0 run, and the over is on a 9-1 run for Kentucky, which is number 16 in the country in pace. Florida's number 11 in pace. Kentucky's number 8 in offensive uh, efficiency. Florida's number 31. Um, And Kentucky's won four in a row straight up in ATS since they lost uh, to UNC Wilmington. And Florida's won six in a row, but the schedule's uh, really lightened up uh, for my Gators here. 
in recent weeks. In fact, the only top 100 uh, win was over number 62, Michigan. And by the way, Jawan Howard might get fired any minute now. Um, that team is uh, a mess. But any thoughts on Kentucky and Florida? Uh, the only way you can bet this game is either over the total or on Kentucky. Florida, Florida can't beat Kentucky. They can't. Not recently. No. And uh, I think Kentucky is one of those teams I will always bet Auburn at home. Even though they were a 21-point favorite against Penn a, uh, a couple handful of days ago, and they only won – 88-68. So yes, it, 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 yes, it was it, it was it was a kidney punch. Yeah, a kidney punch. But you've only got to make the smart bets, right? You can only make the bets that you know you need to make. And in that regard, Kentucky is the only play here. If you want to play the over, play the over. I get that. But if you're going to play a side, even if you are Brian Edwards and you are a tried and true Florida Gator lover. Who's alone, had his, who's having his patience, who's having his patience tested. He will look into the screen and tell you the only play is the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm not a, uh... I, I'm not gonna argue, I'm not gonna push back on that. I'm not. Although I, I am optimistic about this Gator team, and uh, and I like the team, uh, but we just we've taken too many ass beatings from Kentucky lately for me to 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 imply that the Gators are the play. I probably will not be playing it, and I doubt that projection on the total is going to be that high. But if it is, I would not do the over. I mean, 80, sorry, 85, 84 would be a loss on a 171 point total if you go over. So I, I, I think it's Kentucky or pass and it'll be a pass for me. All right. A uh, little scrub game here, but actually I shouldn't say that because Georgia is on an eight game winning streak, although uh, it hasn't been against much tough competition, but Georgia 10 and 3. I doubt they've been 10 and 3 in a minute at Missouri. Missouri struggling 8 and 5 straight up, 4 and 9 against the spread at home. Missouri 6 and 2 straight up, 2 and 6 against the spread. Georgia's only played one road game and it was a doozy. They were down 17 to FSU with about 17 minutes left and rallied and won. And yeah, uh, but their only real W's this year are at FSU and versus Georgia Tech. And I just watched a scrub game between those teams the other night. Uh, Ken Palm's got Mizzou minus three and one forty-five. Any thoughts? And I I don't think I've seen Mizzou. I don't think I've seen them play all year, so I don't have any feel uh, whatsoever. Pass. Well said. On to the next. All right, two p.m. Eastern, Auburn. At Arkansas, and again, Ken Palm's line is not always 
going to be right, but it's really close. So I'm I'm asking you, I was a little surprised by this line. What do you think or, or the line should be? Because, I mean, this is your area of expertise. Auburn, now we, you also know Bud Walton and Arkansas has kind of struggled. And Khalif Battle's questionable uh, with an ankle. He uh, left the last game early. He averages 14.3. Uh, points per game. Uh, Hogs have won four of the last five against Auburn, although they split last year. And here's a, another one for you. Uh, over is 11 and two overall for the Hogs and over is eight and zero for the Hogs at home. But uh, any thoughts on what you think the line would be? And then I'll tell you what it is and we'll know what you, what you like on the side. Well, I don't know what the Ken Palm number may be. I don't know uh, a lot of the Vegas folks have not released numbers yet. Uh, if you're going to play a side, you have to play over because Auburn runs. Auburn is going to wear their ass out. Period. End of conversation. That's what the projection says, too. It's got what, what do you think Auburn should be favored by? Seven. Wow, they're favored by five. Arkansas is not a five-point underdog at home very often. I know they're not having as good a year as they would like, and one of their top scorers is questionable. Hey, um, Auburn's the best team in the SEC. Period. End of conversation. Write it uh, down. Yeah. Uh, January third, January fifth, whatever, whatever day we are in. Uh, Tennessee is flawed. Kentucky is young. Florida is trying there, to find yeah. itself. Auburn is ten deep and will run you through everything. And I love how they play. And hey, yes. I graduated from there. So, okay, tell me I'm a homer all you want. Uh, I'm not Watch pushing back. Play. Watch them play. Oh, I've watched. Yeah, no, they're good. I know they're good. They're real good. I, I, I'm not pushing back on that. Um, I will just say, though, that Ken Palm's got one, two, three, four, five. Got six SEC teams in the top 28. Got three in the top 10. Bama, Vols, and Auburn are all in the top ten. But yeah, you, I don't trust Tennessee. Uh, come March, they they just they go five minute stretches without finding a bucket. Same thing right. happened to them in the round of thirty two against Michigan two years ago, and then it eventually got them. Who did they lose to? FAU last year. And and Alabama can't guard. I mean right. Alabama. I mean, and if sure, you live, by, hey. you live, you live by the three in March. You gotta die by the three in March. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm not pushing back on, on that. Okay, so you like Auburn. Uh, we're thinking it'll be minus five. Um, and uh, the total will be 157 based on, again, the the Vegas numbers could be off on this, but roughly 157-ish. Scoring um, high, Auburn wins big. Okay. I, I would need to study that total before taking the over, but the over being eight and zero at home, and the way I know the pace will be, um, I would I'll be looking to the over perhaps. Okay, um, six p.m. Eastern, Ole Miss at Tennessee. So Ole Miss is undefeated. Now they really haven't 
played anybody that good here, I'll tell you their best wins. Their best wins at home by 20 over NC State, who's 77 at Ken Palm, at home to Memphis, who's 39 at Ken Palm. But Memphis got the transfer, the long uh, kid, Naquan Tomlin, who was a key player for Kansas State with Keontae and the little guy last year making to the Elite Eight. They Memphis has added him in the last two games, I think. Um, they're a lot higher than number 39, but they didn't have him when they played Ole Miss. And Ole Miss won at uh, number 76, UCF. Everybody else is, uh, you know, outside of Ken Palm's top 150, except for uh, 128 Eastern Washington. So Ole Miss at Tennessee. I still thought this number was a little rich, though. Uh, Ken Palm's projections got Tennessee 14, a total of 144. And um, I'll just point out a couple little numbers here. Uh, Tennessee's won three in a row in the rivalry and eight of the last nine. Uh, the overs on a 4-2-1 and one run for the Vols last seven. Uh, the overs on a 7-3 and three run for Ole Miss. And Ole Miss is covered in five in a row and seven of the last eight. My first thought is, um, and no injuries on either side, my, my first thought is uh, I, I, that's too many for me to turn down with an undefeated team and one of the best coaches in the country. Uh, I completely agree, but I, I actually – this popped into my head just as you were you were talking. Do we undervalue just betting on a team to win? Do we – I mean, I know the odds are terrible. Come I mean, on, like, so, so, like, Tennessee to win this game at home is probably what? Like, minus – 750? No, 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 no. Plus 14, the underdog is probably oh my gosh, the underdog is is probably plus 750. So I would think so, Tennessee I mean, would have to be minus like fourteen hundred or fifteen hundred. And well, I'm I'm I mean, can be off and, a little. And I'm <clears throat> I'm wondering if we shouldn't just plow through figuring out ways to just you talking about Tennessee money line bet? Yeah. Oh no, I would never do that. I would never risk 1500 to win 100. I would just I I would. I'm not saying if you don't if you do it over the long run that it couldn't be profitable, but Tennessee's offense, they have too many offensive duds for me. Not just this year. And, and actually not as much this year because they got that real big-time scorer, Connect, who came from, I believe, northern Colorado. But I, I don't – like, even back when I bet baseball, I, I, I wouldn't even bet, like, minus 200 on a game. So I don't think – so, but I, we could we could, we could, we could track it and we'll, we no, can see. No, no, no. That, that's my conversation here. Right, right, right. I don't – I don't – I mean, if you're going to play this one, You've got to take Ole Miss in the points. You have to. Right. I'd rather do that than and yeah. But I, I mean, I mean, I just was it you were talking about it, and Tennessee is great defensively, and there are a whole lot of things, but when we start trying to find edges and 
avenues that we want to play. I'm following you here. I got to finish that thought, and I got a suggestion. I mean, I mean, if we just if we just played winners or losers, I'm just curious on how that would be. I mean, and I know we're, we're we're giving up great odds. We're giving up huge odds. The way to do it is money line parlays. You know what okay. I'm saying? You, I mean, like find like five or like look at down the board on a Saturday, and and you and you say, okay, I know the odds suck, but I know these seven teams are all winning outright, and then you package them in a money line parlay where each doesn't have to cover any spreads, just went outright. That that's how you could do it, but I mean, let's you know, could I, that not I, be the same on a Saturday in college basketball? Oh, yeah, totally. Of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, I, I, Kansas 100%. is going to, like, take somebody into Cole Fieldhouse and they're going to baptize them right. and never the twain shall meet. I mean. Yeah, no, I, I'm not against money. I do money line parlay. In fact, I hit, a, like, a five-teamer in NBA the other night. Now, when I say a five-teamer, it was all expensive money line. It wasn't that good a payout. I mean, I think it was, like, plus 180 payout. And but, there were only two, two or three strippers involved. I mean, if you're right, talking about a five-teamer. Right. Pre-game or post-game? Uh, strippers. Pre-game pre strippers. or post-game? I think, I think the over-under is a little low there. If, it, if right. we're going pre-game and post-game, it might be eight strippers. Well, that's all right. Hey, <laughs> uh, cinnamon to the main stage. Cinnamon to the main stage. Destiny to the side stage. Destiny to the side stage. All right, let's go. Okay, so we both agree you got to take Ole Miss plus the points. Um, yep. All right, this is not a great game because LSU's not good. LSU at A&M. Ken Palm's got A&M 13, the total 147, and three hey, guys. Hey, if you're betting on this one, then. Don't bet LSU? Yeah, <laughs> just don't bet. Just don't bet. Go find a better game. You don't you don't know anything about either of these teams. We don't know anything about either of these teams. Well, I know AM's pretty good. They're pretty good. Let's see. What are they in Ken Palm? AM is 22 in Ken You Palm. like you like Buzz Who's his British. I Buzz love Williams. Buzz Williams. You don't? He ain't Bruce Pearl. He ain't Bruce Pearl. He ain't never no. been to a Final Four. In fact, I I think he's only been – I know the Gators baptized uh, his ass at Marquette in a Sweet 16 game one time when Jay Crowder was on that team. Um, all right. So, anyway, just for those listeners that do want to bet it, I will point out Tyrese Radford for AM. He averages 12.1 points, 4.8 rebounds, 2.1 assists. He's questionable. Three guys for LSU, two that are important players, have an illness. Does that mean LSU's entire team has an illness? I have no idea. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't bet on LSU. That's certainly uh, not what I would do. Okay, so in well, review. If, hey, if they've got an illness, then let me just unload a dad joke right here. Let's go. We have flew right through this. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Come all right. on. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. 
All right, I got a couple NFL picks, and I know it's hard this week, but you know exactly where I'm going to start. No, 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 no. First pick has got to be, please, dear Lord, fire Arthur Smith. Right, and on that note, the Saints is my first pick. Of yeah. course. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. yeah, let me see if it's a three and a half because, or obviously I want to find – uh, what it is with our good friends at Bet Online because I got three early in the week. I felt like last night, uh, uh, quite a few books had moved to three and a half. All right, here we go. Oh no, May- maybe or they were at three and a half last night. Who are these idiots putting money on Atlanta to get this number back to three? But we won't complain. Bet Online has got the Falcons, or I'm sorry, uh, the Saints is three point favorites, a total of 41 and a half. Jay and I. Love New New Orleans. Oh, love. love, love New Orleans. Love. I mean, big put, hugs. Put Arthur Smith out of his misery. Please. God, oh, he's so horrible. So- I, I actually posted this on Twitter today. I mean, how many times do we see names? that like are trending or whatever else on, on Twitter or social media. And you think, Oh my goodness. I hope Dale Murphy didn't die. I hope Robert De Niro didn't die and all these other people. And, and gladly none of them have passed. I saw Arthur Smith's name trending on Twitter and I was praying he got fired today alas no 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 we as falcons fans must suffer yeah um so i retweeted that with a remark that i'll just let you enjoy when you get back to twitter at some point today or do you want me to read it to you now hey Hey, you know what? Hey, you're you're over there. You're you're like uh, you're oh, like you, the you, the the pilot standing next to Admiral Akbar in the uh, you're kind of the freezing headset up. on next to uh, in uh, one of the Return of the Jedi's or whatever else it is. It's a trap. I mean, so you 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 be you, brother. You be you. All right, here was my reply to your, I go, when an entire fan base literally wants its team to lose and Tampa Bay to win at Carolina just in case we win at New Orleans, even if a W potentially gets it to the playoffs because making the postseason and retaining Arthur will further delay any semblance of real success, what are we even doing? I mean, we don't want to make the playoffs because we know if we do, they're going to keep this clown, and it's just going to delay any semblance of real. I mean, winning the NFC, all four of these coaches in the NFC South should be fired this year. Well, the Carolina guy already has been. Todd Bowles is terrible. Arthur Smith's awful. Dennis Allen is awful. Who's the worst? We should power rate the worst coaches in this. Well, Arthur's the worst, but Dennis Allen and Bowles are not far behind, and they're neck and neck. They're both bad. I didn't mean to set y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, 
figuring out what I'm about to have for lunch. All right. And the next thing you know, you mushroom cloud into this. uh, You got me me going on Arthur, man. Hey, hey, Ric Flair, you be you. Woo! Woo! I mean, I hate Arthur Smith as much as Napier. Hey, do you really? Maybe even more so. But look, I mean, I want them both gone, like, immediately. <laughs> but Arthur Smith drives me bonkers. Napier is a good guy, I think. He's just in over his head. It was just a terrible hire. But I think he puts forth the effort. He just, he's just a... <laughs> we got all kind of names for him. <laughs> well, hey, let me ask you this, though. Yeah. Rick Flair. Friend or foe? Oh, God. Friend. I follow, like, all these Twitter accounts that just constantly throw out his his diatribes from the 80s. Yes! 100%. Love it. Love, it. Love everything about – I mean, there, there are few people – and granted, he's not number one on the list, but there are few people – if I could have dinner with someone, Ric Flair is going to be in the top 10 of my list. Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, Ric Flair. Spurrier. Spurrier. Did I tell you my Spurrier story? I, uh, I'm not sure. Early on in my days uh, being a sports journalist, uh I went to the SEC media days back when they still had the golf tournament. They and the coaches played with the sports writers and and yada yada yada. I was in Spurrier's group. How many? How many are the group? Four. There were four of us. I don't remember who else was in there. I cannot tell you how nervous I was. <laughs> I, 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 and you didn't bring I, up Frank. You didn't bring up Patrick Nixon, Frank Sanders that day, did you? Damn it! No, no. Okay, good, no, good, good. No. <laughs> uh, so I underhit my driver on the first tee, so the ball went straight up in the air and went like I don't know forty-five yards. And Spurrier looked at me dead in the face and said, that's like an elephant's butt, high and stinky. I thought I was, I I honestly thought I was about to start crying. (laughs) I really did. Did you play better? Did he get on you the whole round? Oh, my God. I played great the rest of the round. But, I mean, he motivated me. He motivated me. There you go. Hey, you know what? That's what everybody always thought about his offensive mastermind. I was always like, he's the best motivator there is. That's what I always thought about. I him. love Spurrier. I he, will forever love Coach Spurrier. No doubt about it. All right. I got one more NFL pick, and then uh, we're going to wrap this bad boy up. I just do not. First off, the Patriots have beaten the Jets 15 games in a row. 
They've covered against them six in a row. They beat their ass in the Meadowlands earlier this year. This is Belichick's last game at Gillette. Um, New England has finally found a pulse in the last month. They've won two of their last four. They won at Pittsburgh. They won at Denver. And uh, they're 4-0 against the spread their last four. And then the four before that, back in November, it wasn't on the defense. They lost a game uh, 10-6 to the Colts. They lost a game... 10 to 7 to the Giants. They lost the game 6 to nothing to the Chargers and 20 to 17 to the Commanders. So the defense has been playing well for two months. Give me the Pats, who played Buffalo tough, uh, only lost 27 to 21 at Orchard Park last week as a 14 and a half point dog. And that was with the Bills getting a pick six and Bailey Zappi throwing three total interceptions. So Pats and the Saints are the uh, picks I like in the NFL. Anything from you on the NFL? Nope. Nope. All right. Tell them about 5 at 10 and Jay's plays. Uh, 5 at 10 at timesfreepress.com. You can see it every Monday through Friday. Uh, we've got uh, Jay's plays is – my afternoon gambling daily email newsletter. Uh, other than missing a couple of basketball picks the last couple of days, we were this close to being plus 100 units in 14 months. We were this close, but... Oh, have you not gotten to the 100-unit mark? All you, We oh, have this- not gotten to the 100-unit oh, mark. We're still you, we are the- grinding to get there. You have been in the 80 to 90 plus unit yes, range. Yes, we, we are we're still plus 97 units, but uh, damn it, the Bucks have 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 kind of hit me with a couple of kidney punches. But hey, here's the thing: enjoy uh, Southeastern 14, oh. uh, brother. Hey, have a great new year. We are we are good. There are great things happening in the future. Deal? Deal, indeed. All right, so uh, you can find all my content at MajorWager.com, all my picks either on my Twitter or at Vegas Insider. Uh, thanks to Bet Online. Thanks to Southeastern 14. Another edition of Bets and Ball Games with Edwards and Greason are, is in the books. Y'all have a great week. Good luck with your bets. Over and out.